if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. We get going at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday. It is the 12th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2020. We have seven days. Seven days, says the little tyrannical dictator known as Mini Mike DeWine, also known as... um, well, I won't give you all of the other nicknames that I have for Mike DeWine. Some of them are only appropriate for a private company. Um, Mike DeWine has told us we have seven days, seven days, to slow the spread and show evidence that we have tamped down the spread of a virus that has a 14-day incubation period. That is all you need to know about what happened uh, last night, yesterday evening. Mike DeWine said one week from today, he will shut your business down. He will put your employees on unemployment. He will trap 11 million Ohioans in their homes like house cats. One week from today, unless we prove that a virus with a two-week incubation period is on the way down. Does anybody drug test election officials before they give press conferences? We can't surrender to this virus. We can't let it run wild until enough of us get the vaccine. (laughs) I mean that that question. I'm very serious about it. I mean it. Do they drug test these people before they send them out with policies that make absolutely no sense? I don't know what kinds of prescription medications Mike DeWine might be on, but I would suspect, based on just listening to the man talk last night, they are probably opioids. Don't know why, don't know what he's got, don't know what his condition is, or maybe it's just recreational. But whatever it is, that man could not be sober and sane and say the things that he said yesterday. We are going to shut you down, put you on unemployment again, give another massive death blow to the Ohio economy 
if we don't tamp down a virus with a two-week incubation period in that one-week period. It, it, I'm sorry. It just, it, it, I'm trying very hard to make sense out of that. I have not been able to do it yet. I processed it. I actually did not see DeWine's press conference live as I was on the road yesterday during that period of time. So I came home and watched it, of course, uh, online. And as such, I was able to stop and replay and stop and replay and stop and replay and listen to this man again. And each time that I listened to him, it got dumber. Each time that I listened to him, it got, also got more dangerous. Friends, Mike DeWine just said yesterday he is going to create a force, a public force, a governmental agency or organization, whatever you want to call it. It's probably going to be involving commandeering of various localities, police officers and other uh, local officials. But he's putting together his own little Mikey DeWine Gestapo to start walking into every business. And if he sees somebody without a mask, he's going to write up not the mask, uh, the uh, person, but the business for not doing enough to make sure people are wearing masks. I'd like to point out that Mike DeWine and many of the federal officials and many of the Trump um, coronavirus task force, as well as the Biden transitional coronavirus task force, as he's calling it, um, many of them have, have all said the same thing. They want you to believe that ma- the mask issue is settled science. They want you to believe that literally, seriously, the answer to this global pandemic that is ravaging the world, is a hanky. Yeah, a hanky, a bandana, a thin piece of cloth that can stretch from your neck over to your nose. They want you to believe that, quote, face coverings. Mind you, they're not talking about gas masks. They're not talking about the uh, N95 masks. They're saying just a face covering. So I got to do just a face covering. It'll stop this raging virus. And if somebody doesn't have a face covering, our Gestapo, probably made of local police officers and other flunkies that the governor is going to hire, is going to go out there and shut down those businesses for 24 hours on the first uh, on the first offense, and then probably permanently for a subsequent offense. If you're not wearing a hanky over your face. And they want you to believe that that hanky or that little thin cloth or that little surgical mask that is gaping at the sides, they want you to believe that that is settled science on what is going to stop this virus. They are lying to you. They know they are lying to you. But they have no other choice in their minds but to lie to you so that they can look like they have the ability to control a pandemic, to control a virus, to control this spread so that the people don't freak out. Our population is made up of so many scared, frightened little sheep. They think that if they get sick, it's all over. It's all over. Never mind the fact that of the people who get sick in the general population, literally 99.9% of them, per the CDC, recover. 
but they're so scared about the pandemic, and they're looking to somebody to save them. What are you doing to save us? What are you doing to save us from the cold, the flu, the corona? What are you doing? And the truth of the matter is, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, Mike DeWine, Amy Acton, they all look at each other and say, we got nothing. Let's just tell them to wear masks. That's it. Everybody, just wear masks. That'll stop it. It's not stopping anything. It has been proven study after study after study that the actual particles that make up the germ in the virus is much smaller than the holes in the fabrics, the, the, you know, the actual makeup of the fabric, that it's not stopping anything in 99% of those masks. But they want you to believe that it's settled science. So, number one, they have to sell you that the science is settled. Masks will stop the virus. So that they can then say, number two, is we will require everyone to wear masks because that's what's going to save you. And all because of a population of scared little children, and I don't mean actual children, I mean grown thinking adults who are as scared as frightened little children can say, whew, we have the answer at least. Thank goodness for Mike DeWine. He knows how to stop this thing. Wear something over your face. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how it fits. Wear something over your face and we'll be good. It is just the ultimate deception. It is the, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but not uh, uh, all of the people all of the time. But that's exactly what he's trying to do. He's trying to convince all of the people all of the time that they have this. And I'm going to tell you something, my friends. Anthony Fauci, Mike DeWine, Amy, not one of them can control this viral pandemic they can't but because they're in government they know that the scared frightened children of the world meaning the adults this the 11 million people in the state of ohio are looking to them to save us so they have to they can't just throw their hands in the air and say hey we got nothing just gonna have to ride it out which at this point is probably the best actual idea herd immunity is gonna have to happen Herd immunity is going to have to happen because masks don't stop squat. This six-foot social distancing idea that was made up by a middle school student doesn't mean squat. And the fact of the matter that the uh, CDC guidance also says that transmission from one adult to another adult will only take place if you are in close contact, face-to-face, for a period of 15 minutes or more. Walking by another shopper down the aisle at your local grocery is not 15 minutes of sustained close, uh, close contact. Eating a dinner in a restaurant with your family that lives with you is close contact because you're across the table from one another, but again... This is something that is between you and your family. 
And there is no amount of government reassurances we've got you if you just please. He said this to us back in June. No, July. I think it was July 22nd when DeWine gave the Ohio mask order. He said, now, if we can just, if we can just wear these masks for four weeks, and then he changed it to six. He said, six weeks. We'll crush this thing. Well, all of July has come and gone. All of August came and went after that. All of September, bye-bye. October is now in the rearview mirror. We are in our second week of November. We are well more than four to six weeks since your mask order, Mike DeWine, that you told us four to six weeks is all it'll do and we'll crush it. Now he wants to tell us that we have to wear masks in perpetuity. And it's because he's got nothing else. He's got no science behind it. Nothing. If it was pro- if it worked, let me ask you. When you go into public places, when you have gone into public places for the last two months, three months, since Ohio's mask order went into place, what percentage of the people you see in your public visits and your public experiences, what percentage would you say are wearing those face coverings of some kind? I would venture to tell you 95%. That's in stores that I see. That's in restaurants, not where people are seated, but when they're coming and going, like the restaurants make you wear a mask to walk to your table and then to leave or to go to the bathroom or whatever. I would tell you that 95% of the people I see are wearing these things. And I take note of it because I'm one of the 5% who is not. But I, I absolutely will, will swear to you that 95% of the people in my experience, now maybe I'm going to the different places in your, maybe I'm going to the wrong stores, the wrong, uh, you know, uh, public areas, uh, games, whatever the case might be. Maybe I'm just the outlier here. But I would, I would probably be willing to bet a significant amount of money that was significant, uh, significant to me or you that roughly 90 to 95% of Ohioans did exactly what DeWine said. They wear their masks in public. And guess what? It didn't stop squat because it's a lie. It's a fake. It's a fraud. And now, even if you wear your masks more diligently than the 90 to 95% of the population does, and I don't know how that can be, but even if you are more diligent about it, if you don't have this thing, the number of cases starting to shrink in a week, Your restaurant is closed. Your bar, goodbye. Your gym, and I don't know why they're picking on these places, so long. We're right back to the what's an essential business versus what is a non-essential business nonsense that we had in the spring. Mike DeWine hasn't a clue. You understand what I'm saying to you here? The science is not settled on masks. If it was, we would have crushed it in four to six weeks, like he said, when 90 to 95% of of Ohioans did exactly as told. It doesn't work. The only thing that we have to do is to accept the reality that this is a viral pandemic that's going to get virtually everybody, and 99.9% of us are going to be sick for a few days and then get right back up and go again. 
And 95.6%, I think, was the CDC number of the people over 75 with uh, comorbidities. And obviously, they are more vulnerable in that regard, and they should be given special protections and considerations. But to shut down people's livelihoods is simply asinine. I've got more of the audio from Mike DeWine yesterday, and of course, we're going to talk about it with some good guests. Uh, Jack Windsor will join us at about 9.35. He was covering this yesterday. By the way, he knew exactly what DeWine was going to say before he said it. I know because I consulted with him about uh, Columbus sources and uh, what was coming uh, yesterday, and he was spot on. So we're going to talk to Jack Windsor with a reaction to all of this as well. We're going to talk to Dr. Everett Piper coming up at 10.10, and like I said, I want to talk to you. 216-901-0945, right back. Okay, it's 927. Uh, I told you I did want to hear from you, and boy, uh, are you coming hard, especially this gentleman uh, who wanted to get in right away. I've had him on the program during the first lockdown in which Cleveland, or excuse me, Ohio restaurants were shut down, uh, and uh, he's very passionate about this. Cleveland restaurateur and local business uh, owner, uh, Tony George. Uh, Tony, thanks for calling on AM 1420 The Answer. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me. You know, what really frustrates me before you go, and I'm just going to let you uh, say what you've got to say here, Tony. Uh, I'm so extraordinarily frustrated every time I hear Mike DeWine say, we closed and then we opened. He never, ever, ever fully reopened your businesses or anybody else's businesses when they're limited in hours, limited in capacity to 25 50%, etc. You guys are scraping by, so many business owners scraping by uh, to, to make any kind of a profit at all, or maybe even just to barely break even, and now he's threatening to take even that away and shut you down down again go ahead yeah well let me start with this i think mike dewine is a wonderful human being i think he's just a great person and i just think that if he's going to shut the bars and restaurants down again he needs to shut everybody down he can't pick and choose the winners so if he really believes and the medical community really believes that this covid can be controlled by shutting down the bars and restaurants we should shut down everything because it's not fair to the bars and restaurants. And the other thing is when he shut the bars and restaurants down at 10 o'clock at night, I could tell you this firsthand. I know that my staff and customers, they shut the bars down and the restaurants down and they went to house parties, which is probably worse than just leaving us open because we had all the safety precautions in place. So That's a great point. The other option is shut down the bars and restaurants. But compensate us for it since you're leaving everybody else open. That's what yeah, I that's think. That's it. That's it. That's that's another like good idea. But the airlines. Right. And, and and even if they did, though, it's still not going to make up because I can't imagine uh, that you're going to be able to pay all of your employees for the hours they're not working if they get shut down. They may compensate you, compensate the business owner, and you may be able to spread some of that around, but you're still going to have employees who are not able to work their hours, not able to make their tips, and not able to make a living. They're still going to suffer from this, so there's no solution for that. Well, you know, it was funny because when we were shut down for six weeks, my wife mm -hmm. and I would go to Walmart and Home Depot and Lowe's, and there was people, it was jam-packed. Giant Eagle, everybody sure. was jam-packed. Walking around with no masks at the time, because at the time there was no big mask mandate. Now, 
the restaurants and bars, they're all wearing their masks. They got the dividers the up. They're doing the social distancing. And by the time we get busy at 10 o'clock at night, all I hear the customers and the bartenders and the waitresses saying, hey, whose house are we going to go to for the party? Okay? So that didn't work. Okay? So we can't keep experimenting with our industry. Our industry is Are they listening to killed. you, Tony, at all, or, or anybody in your, you know, your business? You know what, are, my, no, like no consultations? I, said, I, respect, I got a tremendous amount of respect for the governor and the lieutenant governor. I, I just quit talking to them because... I felt like I was on deaf ears. So, look, yeah, I'm just trying to protect our industry and to protect our employees in the industry. Nobody wants anybody to get COVID, okay? It, we got to come to reality. Everybody's going to end up getting COVID sooner or later. Exactly. That's my point. It's not going to be stopped, and all they're going to do is create more problems by shutting down businesses and putting people in, in uh, back on unemployment. And again, you know, Tony, you, you and I talked about this earlier too. People are going crazy if, when things when everything is shut down. They can't. I mean, they're going out to Home Depot, like you said, just for social reasons because they're going stir crazy in their own homes. And we have seen depression. We have seen suicide attempts. We have seen uh, um, uh, 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 alcohol and substance abuse on the rise. Don't Domestic abuse on the rise. There are all kinds of problems that are created by shutting things down. Maybe as many, if not more, than are solved by it. Yeah, I I agree. I can't can't disagree with what you're saying. At this point, you know, I just think I hope the governor doesn't shut us down. I hope he's listening to this right now and he understands that by shutting us down at ten o'clock, he's actually creating a bigger problem. We've tried to relay yeah. that message back to that to the governor's office through our through these different restaurant and bar associations that we have, which I, I got to be honest with you, everybody's hanging on by a thread right now. It's mm-hmm. not like anybody's making any money. Most people are losing money except for a couple different to-go chains like McDonald's and people that are set yeah. up for to-go. Okay. Cause they're allowed to stay open. He's killing, he's killing our industry and he's going to kill the real estate, commercial real estate market. Cause you're going to see more and more restaurants lock their doors up and you're going to see it harder for them to get loans to get reopened because of what's happened in the past nine months. Yeah. But look, no, I, I, I Tony, Tony George, I, I understand. I've, no, I, I get it. And you have a right to be angry. And the fact that you are expressing such respect for a man that I think is making terrible decisions for us is admirable. Good for you. I don't share some of those same feelings you do about Governor DeWine, but I do sympathize with you, your uh, other restaurant owners, other business owners, and of course, all of your employees who are going to suffer if he goes through this nonsense again one week from now. Uh, Tony George, I wish yeah. you and, uh, and, and all of the rest of the business community the best. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Bob. You got it, Tony. We'll talk to you anytime you want to talk. It's 9.33. We got to get out. We're late for news. Jack Windsor next. All right, 9.37. We continue on AM 1420, The Answer. We're going to be talking with Jack Windsor here in a moment. Uh, he's been uh, asking some very important questions of Ohio's leaders. Uh, 
both before and after uh, yesterday's Mike DeWine press conference, I want to give you a small taste of what I was talking about before, where Mike DeWine is asking you to believe that the mask issue is over. It is just settled. This is the answer. Masks are what are going to stop the coronavirus. Listen to how he speaks, the authority with which he says these things that are completely not provable. It is clear that there are some businesses where mask wearing is simply lacking. We know that masks work. They are the easiest, most cost-effective way to limit the spread of COVID-19. Every retail employee has the right to work in an environment that is as safe as can be, which means all customers must wear masks. Further, each Ohioan who goes out to shop, wherever they go, they have the right to know that every store they enter Every door they go into to shop will be safe, and the people they encounter in that store will all be wearing a mask. So he, like I said, with the Fauci's and the Burks's and the uh, uh, Trump, that's right, President Trump and his team, the Biden team, and all of all of these people want you to believe that masking is the answer. And there is one reason and one reason only as to why. Because they have nothing else. It is a viral pandemic that has us all getting sick. And there's nothing that's going to stop that other than getting it and building up the antibodies in the same way we have with so many other viruses. The human immune system is what works, not masks. How do we know? Because we have been wearing them to the tune of 90 to 95% in the state of Ohio ever since his July 23rd order. And we are raging with cases. Masks do not work, but he's got nothing else to offer. Otherwise, he sits in front of a camera and says, I got nothing, Ohio. It's just going to, it's going to be here for a while. Deal with it. Uh, if you get sick, get yourself uh, some treatment, get yourself healthy, uh, because there's nothing we can do. No one would accept such a thing. All right, let's bring Jack in. Jack Windsor is a reporter for WMFD Television in Mansfield. He's also the managing editor of the, of the, the Ohio Star and several other Star website publications as well. Uh, Jack, good morning. How are you? Bob France, I'm super fantastic. Thank you for choosing me this morning. Jack, let's dive right into this. Um, you have been reporting on all of this for a very long time, and I want to talk specifically about your questions that you have asked of the governor's office and of also of the, uh, the uh, Department of Health. And let's talk about masks, and let's talk about their effectiveness. You heard the clip that I just played from Mike DeWine. He wants us to believe masking is the answer. Now, on your webpage, on your, excuse me, on your Facebook page, Jack Windsor, investigative journalist, you asked the Ohio Department of Health, why is it that the number of uh, cases of influenza and RSV are down to the point where they're hardly even noticeable? Why are those down during this highly infectious period in which influenza and RSV cases typically spike in, in every average normal season at the, or a year at this, this, uh, this season? And I want you to tell us what the answer was, Jack Windsor, because I, I'm, my jaw is still on the ground after having read this. Go ahead. It's shocking. Um, from the Ohio Department of Health, um, the message was, in fact, there are many fewer non-COVID respiratory illnesses than usual because of social distancing, mask wearing, and working from home. That was their answer. So, 
So their answer was, the reason why people aren't getting the flu and RSV is because people are wearing masks and they're social, social distancing. But, yep. Jack, COVID cases are spiking. They're off the charts. I thought that we were told masks kept out COVID. Help me out this here. Doesn't, this doesn't pass the Smith test with me at first blush. So, you know, the simple answer is that COVID is more contagious than other illnesses and that masks are keeping other illnesses at bay, but not COVID. Or why are But Mike DeWine just told working? us last night that masks work. Masks right. work. He literally said that. But the health department said masks work on flu and RSV, but not on COVID. Somebody, something COVID. is wrong here. There's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a disconnect between the Ohio Department of Health and the governor, which is championing its findings. Go ahead. No, that's exactly my question back, and I'm, I'm awaiting the answer. So um, why are masks working for other respiratory illnesses but not COVID? Um, how is it that influenza is down because of mask wearing and distancing, um, again, but not COVID? And, you know, we're getting these conflicting messages on masking and distancing. We heard that Ohioans are masking 80 to 90% of the time in distancing, but now we're hearing that that's not the case. So my question then again, um, and I'll report the answer that I get, is what direct evidence do we have to support the notion that people aren't masking? Look, you're a sports guy. We've talked about the eyeball test before. You can look at a team and just get a feel for good, bad, you know, strengths, weaknesses. You can do the eyeball test. I'm telling you, Delaware, Mansfield, Ashland, Ashland maybe a little less than the other two, people are wearing masks all over the place. So when I hear that people aren't masking, I don't know where they're getting that information. Um, and again, so there's there's contradiction there. And I'm sorry, I'm going to go down this road too. I was just absolutely, uh, you know, I, I got the scoop that the governor was going to say what he said. But, um, you know, I scratched my head because for weeks, didn't we hear that businesses weren't an issue, that spread was not occurring there, and that the issue that we're facing now is that more people with COVID are going into hospitals and as a result, the staff is devoted to caring for those COVID patients, but they're understaffed, so we have a hospital staffing issue. So my thought as a policymaker, I'm not a policymaker, but if I were one, would be, let's solve that part of the equation. But instead, what do we get? We get the businesses being mandated to uh, with masks and distancing, and oh, by the way, we're going to create a new task force that you're going to pay for so that we can go enforce something that we told you wasn't a problem before tonight. I'm lost, man. I don't know yeah. how anybody can look at what this governor is doing and have any sense of confidence in the direction because it just doesn't even pass the common sense test at this point. No, I, I, I don't have any confidence in his competence. Um, Jack, I said before you came on the air in my opening monologue today uh, that you know the, you talk about the, the eyeball test. I, I, everywhere I go in public, which is primarily in Lorain County sites in locations and destinations and western Cuyahoga County, I cannot yep. tell you uh, that I've seen anything less than 90 to 95% of the people masked in every public place in which I go. Uh, they're all following the stupid rule that he put in back on July 23rd while stating that it, it just needs to be four to six weeks and we will smash this thing. Now, here we are four to six months later, uh, what, four months, I guess, uh, later, five months, and, uh, and, and we have more cases than ever before. If there has ever been a clearer evidence of the fact that masking does not work, we have it. 
He made it mandatory in the state of Ohio and then said it'll be gone. The, 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 the uh, curve will be flattened and everything will be good in four to six weeks. Five months later, we are worse than ever. Masking does not work, which is what they all told us back in March at the beginning of this, that the virus particles are much smaller than the little, you know, the, the, the holes, if you will, or, you know, the, uh, the fabrics that, um, uh, that people are putting over their faces. Unless you're using a certain kind of mask, a surgical mask or whatever, um, it just does not work. Now, which brings me to this, uh, Jack, you uh, also pointed this out that in the original mask order, which he declared, quote, we are reissuing tonight, the original order left a lot of uh, room for uh, uh, exemptions, including people who have certain medical conditions, asthma, you can't get enough oxygen through these masks, you can't breathe well, uh, then you don't have to wear one. We didn't get an answer as to whether or not that those exemptions still apply in the new order. Did we, Did we, Jack? We did not. I asked about when um, the new order was going to go into effect, uh, whether there were going to be exemptions, and whether Ohioans who have recovered from COVID would need to wear a mask. And the response I got, and I'm grateful, got a quick response from the press secretary. Um, but, you know, the response is the order is being drafted. Um, and, and we don't know yet. Um, and it's being, you know, the mandate's being enforced by the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation. So, so we don't so have just, any- just to be clear on what you're saying, Jack, they sent the governor out to issue an order that has not yet been written. Correct. Right? So, uh, how right. does that work? It, I, I want people to well, think about that. <laughs> Here's Mike DeWine giving a press conference with here are new instructions. Okay, now tell us about those instructions. I can't. They're not written yet. Uh, we'll, we'll send out a memo from the from the Department of Health later on, or, or the press secretary later on. That blows my mind as well. Again, we are talking about incompetence, the likes of which I have not seen in a very, very long time in a in a respected career government official like Mike DeWine. Go ahead, Jack. Sorry to interrupt, but so much of this is just crazy. No. Well, it raises more questions. Is he also going to make businesses enforce proper mask sanitation and proper wearing of masks and materials that they're made from? Um, how, how can a business know if someone has a legitimate health ex- uh, exemption or a religi- religious obje- uh, objection? Um, if we ask somebody that, uh, my understanding is if, if you don't, if I ask you, Bob, you come into my place of employment or my business and I ask you, you have a health condition, I need to record that. Um, otherwise, you know, that could get into the ADA stuff. Um, and again, it goes back to why are we picking on restaurants and you know, bars and, and gyms, gyms after yeah. you said that they weren't, that they were doing a great job last week. Uh, you know, so many questions. And of course there will be a presser today, uh, at, at two, uh, at two o'clock, but you know, I'm going to, I do want to weigh in on this if, if it's okay. I, I had a discussion this morning with somebody and, and this is what is really frustrating about this to me. I care about people. You care about people, but I've been taught from a really early age that the control I have is the control I have over myself and my decisions, my health, the things that I do. I think it is borderline criminal to start putting the responsibility of, for other people's health on other people uh, and to do it without evidence. I, I got a message this morning from somebody that, uh, you know, is an ardent mask wearer and basically said, look, I have to uh, deal with somebody's death now because her daughter went to a party, didn't wear a mask, and killed her mom. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we putting... You know, the health of somebody, we don't know what that person's health was. We don't know if they had comorbidities. The death is tragic. But we have put ourselves, we haven't. Our leadership has put us in a position where we are turning and turning on each other and blaming each other for deaths. How many, how many times did people die of influenza and pneumonia 
throughout the years that maybe they caught from a grandchild or, or whatever. I mean, it is just, it's disgusting to me it is. that we continue to accept this. Hey, we're, we're, we're not going to have school. You can't have Thanksgiving. You can't dance. You can't do these things until you mask up. There's not even evidence, A, that, that the efficacy is proven, and B, that people aren't masking. But to me, it feels more like gaslighting in a psychological operation, and it's becoming increasingly offensive two, as I cover two, more. Two final points here, Jack, in, in the interest of time, I'm going to jump in here. Um, one, I said this at the top two, it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. His order yesterday, or his threat yesterday, his promise of a new shutdown is seven days from today. How do you demand that the curve be stomped down and flattened in seven days when we're dealing with a virus with a 14-day incubation period? Yep. Where somebody explain that to me like I'm a three year old. I, 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 I'm really trying to get that through my head. He's giving us a week to prove that we have tamped down the, uh, the, the virus that has the up to 14 day incubation period. Jack, that I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, I, I, there's, there's, there's elements to this that I just day. can't get through my thick head. I'm so frustrated. Go ahead. Seven to 14 day incubation period. And then you've got a lag in the hospitals and, hospitalization and then up to, you know, a few weeks for, you know, a death to occur. Great, great. You know, I'm grateful deaths are not increasing right now. They still seem to be plateaued, even though we saw a spike in cases at the end of September. Um, yeah. I mean, again, it's 2020. So one plus one equals five, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense uh, why he would say, look, I'm going to come back in a week. Unless he has the do, do you think it's to shut things down. Right. I was going to say, do you think it's because he already knows what he's going to do, but he's trying to make it look like I gave you one last shot before I had to do this? I think so. And I think what we're also going to see, um, again, not to sound like a conspiracist, uh, you know, we've got the BWC involved now with mandating masks and businesses. I don't think it's a very uh, far leap over to the bridge to say, look, um, now what we're also going to do is if you want your BWC premiums to be this, or if you want to have, you know, certain privileges, then you need to make sure that you get this vaccine. Um, I think that's the backdoor mandate coming through the BWC. So I think, I think that's, that's partially what this is all about. That's a very, very good point, which kind of is what we have been saying for months about the masks. Uh, mask compliance is essentially going to kind of be uh, a test run for vaccine compliance. I think there's some proof to that, too. Uh, and, and then the, the last thing, and I know we're well past it here, Jack, but just real quick, the other thing about the masks that I just have to say, I am absolutely convinced that the mask mandate is making more people sick because I can't, you just think about this. How many times do you see people every day? And maybe you do it yourself. You keep your mask in your purse if you're a girl or in your pocket or whatever. Then you go into a public place, you reach in and you pull that thing out and you unfold it or uncrumple it or whatever and you stretch it over your face. What is all inside of that mask that you've been wearing all day? That is where if you have COVID, those COVID germs live, live. And you're grabbing it with your hands and you're strapping it on your face, putting it over your ears. Then you're grabbing that door handle and going into the business and touching everything. If you didn't have masks on, Jack Windsor, I mean, this is common sense to me and you can say what you want. If you didn't have masks on, most of us aren't reaching up and touching our mouths before we go into public places. But when you grab that mask you've had on all day that already has your germs on it and in it, and you're constantly touching it right before you touch other things that people touch that to me seems to be that it would be making more people sick than than if people went around maskless and people aren't touching their their mouths and their faces well you know before this was all politicized you can go back and read some of the scientific uh, and medical studies that do talk about that and uh, the great dr fauci even said it i, I want to say back in march or april 
when he said, look, you know, people are fiddling with these things um, and it's more problematic. It gives them a false sense of security. So I agree with you. Um, I think that the masks are causing more problems. Um, and here's the reality. We've had the statewide mask mandate since July 23rd. Cases have skyrocketed and now we're, now we're being told that we have a hospital problem, but there's no proof that people aren't masking. So, I mean, you right. can't have it both ways, right? Yeah, and like you said, a week ago, he was praising Ohio's bar, uh, restaurants and bars for doing such a great job. Uh, and now he's saying, oh, you're not doing a good job. We're going to close you down. Uh, Jack Windsor, WMFD Television and Ohio Star, the Ohio Star website. Make sure you read Jack's great work there. Thank you, Jack. Thanks, Bob. All right, it's uh, 9.54. We'll be right back. All right, let's get a couple of calls in here before the top of the hour. We're going to go to uh, Kenny in LaGrange on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Kenny. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, just a little bit of information. Uh, I am the skipper of the Honor Guard at AMVET 32 in Elyria. Since the first of the year, we have done 80 services out and about in Warren County. I have not worn a mask. Not one of my group has gotten sick. Uh, the... Funerals, by and large, 95 to 98% of the people are not masked up, and I refuse to wear a mask. I think it's totally well, disrespectful to wear a mask when you're presenting the flag to the next of kin. I won't speak specifically to that because I'm not familiar with that. And for, as far as protocols, I will defer to you on that as far as the respect factor. Um, but here's what I would say, and thank you for the call, Kenny. Those particular events, um, you know, certainly require, in my opinion, require uh, the freedom of the individuals who are presenting and who are honoring and who are paying tribute, et cetera, to, to make those things, those decisions for themselves. For the rest of Society, well, society is wrong. We say for the rest of public business and public places, etc., where the masks are mandated. I have seen, as I said, and Jack said, and even the governor said a few weeks back, eighty-five to ninety to ninety-five percent compliance. They have seen it. So while you are not wearing masks at those events, and it should absolutely be your choice, and I respect the heck out of that, I think the rest of Ohio is doing exactly what the governor said, and yet the cases are spiking which is definitive proof that they shouldn't be required for anybody because clearly the masks are not working. Despite his strong authoritative statement last night that said masks work, he's got nothing else. None of them do. That's why Biden's signature campaign promise when it comes to COVID is national mask mandate. That'll work. No, it won't. No, it doesn't. No, it hasn't. You're all liars. All of them. News time now. We'll be right back.